The following is paid programming and is operated and produced independently. The current views and opinions expressed belong solely to the operators and do not represent the views or opinions of Family Flavors, the Slide WBN Inc., its affiliates, its sister companies, or respective companies which these individuals are affiliated or have been previously affiliated. The program's participants' opinions and content are based upon information they consider reliable, but neither Family Flavors to Slide WBN Inc. nor its affiliates warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be considered as such. All rights to the media broadcasted on this platform belong solely to the copyright owners of said media. Family Flavors to Slide WBN Inc. and its affiliates do not make claims to own the media broadcasted on our network. The show is dedicated to infusing hope and encouragement into our community. I wanted to remind you, don't forget to run to Amazon, pick up a copy of my book, Dream Again, Lessons on Leveraging Your Pain, Your Personal Life Coach as well, and Your Personal Business Coach drops on May 31st on Amazon as well. Those books will help you move forward and help your business be the best that it can be. I'm glad you're here with me. I am the Chief Encouragement Officer for Dream Again Business Consulting, where we bridge the gap between discouragement and hope by helping you realize what you were put on earth to do. And this morning, it's so exciting that we have a group of humans in studio with us that you have been waiting to hear from, and you're welcome. Joe, let me give you an opportunity to, to get these guys to introduce themselves to you. First of all, I wanted to thank my good friend and uh, uh, youngster Rodney Gulat, who is uh, the president of the Black Chamber of Commerce. He's reinvigorating, rejuvenating that, uh, that uh, group of humans so that they can rise up and create the space that they were designed to create. Rodney, thank you for being on. Introduce yourself, and then we're going to go around the table, since we are on a round table, and give you guys a chance to introduce yourself to our public as well. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for the kind introduction, my friend. Appreciate you. It's an honor to be on this panel with all you lovely melanated people. Um, so, melanated. yes. So, my name is Rodney Gillette. I am a certified ethical hacker and CEO of Firma IT Solutions. We do managed IT and cybersecurity for businesses. I also am proud to serve as the president and CEO of the Colorado Springs Black Chamber of Commerce. Uh, shout out to our incredible board. Um, Prayers and love to our treasurer, Natasha Hudson, who's up in Denver dealing with a medical issue. Um, love you, my sister. Yeah. Um, I'm also on the board of the Colorado Springs Conservatory, the Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC, uh, the cultural office of the Pikes Peak region, um, and a bunch more. 
Okay. So thank you. It might be easier for you to tell us what you're not on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I believe in community, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We're glad you're here. Thank Rachel you. Stovall, my dear friend, sister, tell us a little bit about you. <laughs> I'm Rachel Stovall, and I am a community advocate, a longtime community organizer here in the Colorado Springs region. I grew up here, so this has always been my space, and I love it, love it, love it. In being a community advocate and advocating for the wellness of us here in the region, you know, you have to look at that on multiple fronts, family, business, faith, everything. We're all connected, and we have to understand what kind of responsibilities that that connectedness brings us. So glad to be here, and just glad to be getting ready to encourage y'all on Motivation Monday here. <laughs> yeah. There we go, family baby. Flavors of Slide World Broadcasting Network. You can do it. Yeah, we're going to start there. Yeah, we can do it. Rachel also is a candidate, House District 17, uh, for state Congress as well. We want That's the last plug you wow. get, sister. So, Thank yeah. You. Yeah. So, <laughs> I feel oh, like. I thought I'd throw that in for free. I'm not, I'm not mad. I just know that most people know me in that capacity where something is a problem that needs to be solved and know that if I don't know how to solve the problem i know who can solve the problem because the power of relationships is that strong even in the political realm so probably. we just gonna do what we do on this panel what today. you do yes we are yeah i probably need some convincing on that round but anyway we'll keep on going around the table <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> mr Folsom, so glad you're here introduce yourself to us if you would all right i'm mark Folsom. New Jersey native, but I've been a transplant to Colorado when I went to the Air Force Academy. Married a Colorado girl, so I'm back after my Air Force career. Started investing in 2003, single family homes and multi-units. And now I'm doing commercial real estate to serve our community because, you know, business owners have to own their own property so they can control their rent, control the corners that come they've on. trained their clients to come to, right? Yeah. We can help shape the community that way. And when I'm not doing that, my wife went to UCLA for interior design and architecture. So we have a company called Fulson & Company. Check us out on Instagram. So we help people build homes, renovate homes, and also furnish their properties, commercial and residential. So I'm the COO. I kind of call myself the mansplainer, um, <laughs> the uh, customer relationship guy. I do video. I do all the stuff that Mary Lou doesn't want to do. <laughs> that sounds like a good husband is going to be married a long time. Yes, indeed. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. We, we do have four boys, too. So <laughs> oh, she's a saint keeping us uh, out of trouble and stuff like that. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, so we have to have you back on a marriage show that we got coming up. Oh, we so would love that. You sound like you're rocking the marriage, brother. Yeah, so I, I love that example you're setting. Thank you. Thank you. Doctor. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Frank, for having me here. I'm Dr. Marvin Lee. I am co-owner and chief financial officer at Purely Redefined Med Spa, which I co-own with my brilliant, talented wife, um, who is also vice president of the Black Chamber. Um, but we, we, we are trying to plug into this community in a real way. Um, we, we have seen this community change, and I, we're so excited about the potential to be more connected, the so potential and the opportunity to tell each other's stories and to connect to each other's businesses. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be at this table with such a talented and energetic group of people who are going to change this community for the better. Absolutely. We are all in that space as we look from abroad, from a 360-foot 
thousand foot view of Colorado Springs in the right. business community. I want to go around the table today and I want to ask you guys if we think on a scale of one to ten, ten being kicking absolute I don't cuss, so <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Uh-huh. I don't have to hand over to Rodney to throw the cuss word. <laughs> but <laughs> Fix some ass. Yes. I, got you, I got you back. I knew you had me. It's a talent. It's a talent. I used to. When I got out of the Air Force, I had to learn a whole different vocabulary. I'm working right? on it. So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, what, what do you think uh, black business is in the community right now? What, what say you, Mark? I think there's so much talent but it's not networked, yes. right? Because we need to, it's about communal wealth, right? We need to be able to pass referrals to one another. So I think we have brilliant, hardworking business owners, but I think organizations like the Chamber, conversations like this podcast can help bring us together. So when somebody has a need like, hey, my kid has a medical need or my kid has a you know, developmental challenge, we're, we're looking to each other first, whether that be for actual business or for consultations because sometimes you can't help somebody directly but each one of us have a network so I think one to ten I'd probably say we're in the six and a half six and a half six and a half because I think we're serving well but we're serving well as individuals but we start Mm -hmm. serving well as a team yeah we start changing and shaping communities oh, love that answer brother uh, dr. Marvin what what would you what what do you say you know I'm in that same range I'm right at seven so I feel like we are operating in silos and doing amazing things but what I'd like to see us get better at and I think we're actually doing it we're doing it right now actually get better at telling each other's stories That's good. so from my perspective my my our small business is about three years and change old and I definitely I'm committed to getting out there and telling my story, but I'm just as committed to telling your story and Rodney's story and your story, Frank. Um, so I think once we get that more interconnected um, state of being, and, and we're getting there, like we're, we're, we're actively getting there. Um, we'll, we'll model ourselves after communities like Greenwood District in Tulsa. You know, over 100 years ago, they did it. Um, they did it well, um, and they did things like you know, even the idea of doing something like venture capital, that originated from what our people did in that community. Mm. So I'm just, I'm just super excited and encouraged. And that seven is going to be a nine and a half soon. Right on, right on. We got a six and a half. We got a seven on the mm-hmm. table here. Uh, my daughter's a venture capitalist act, mm-hmm. actually in Denver and uh, just had $15 million infused into her fund uh, mm-hmm. two weeks ago. And we are really, really happy about the work that they're doing as far as bringing underprivileged communities mm-hmm. up and lifting them up. Rodney, I know you have absolutely nothing to say on that scale. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> no. Um, I think we're about a six. Okay. Um, I think the one of the, the biggest potential um, successes we have on the table is uh, harnessing our collective power as black enterprises. Um, that's not, uh, we're working on that. That's what the, one of the functions of this black chamber is supposed to be, is to be that, that, that collection point 
because our economic power can do some amazing things. It'll take us to 10 and pass 10 on this scale. Mm-hmm. Um, all the things you were talking about, Mark, all the stuff you were talking about, what you're about to talk about. Um, yeah. He knows. All hinges on that, that, that economic <laughs> development piece. And, right. you know, mm-hmm. I, I do see that, you know, black women have uh, started tons of businesses post-COVID, mm-hmm. um, you know, because they're brilliant. You know, love my sisters. Absolutely. Um, so we, we need to keep supporting that and also more engagement from our black community in places where we're not comfortable. Right. So we have a, we, we're about 6% here in Colorado Springs. When you talk about how many people that is, it's still a lot of people. But when I think about engagement, when I think of all the rooms that I'm in alone, it's a problem. And I've been working on that since I've been here. And I want to bring more people out into these spaces. Right. And that's where we yeah. need to go. That's what that's how we're gonna to get to that tent. Right. Right on. Right Engagement. on. Engagement. Yeah, I love that. I love that. How what say you, Rachel? Mm. I have to be in the seven to eight range because Colorado Springs, just on its face, is one of the best business environments in the United States. Mm. You know, but we have a, a number of things holding us back from tapping into what is here. Some of it is lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. I talk to business people all the time. They're not sure where the funding is. They're not sure where the support is. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, they're, they're not entirely sure. Now some who are bold souls have forged ahead anyway, and some even Mm. succeed you know, without kind of being tapped in. But we could have considerably more really be successful being, you know, tied into one another. And then, like many of the communities around us, we could experience more of the power of the dollar within our own communities by using the services and products that we have, which is just going to require a level of connectedness that we haven't moved into yet. And see, it's because all scarcity has to go. Mm. Scarcity of mind. It is time for us to stop viewing one another as competition oh, amen. and view us as the members of a cooperative yes. who are getting ready to go where we want to go. And it also, I, you know, I, I sincerely believe, you know, because we're 6% of the population, my band, I would play, sing, entertain anyone because that green was green no matter who it came <laughs> from, yeah. right? Yes. Yep. And uh, I would take funds often from there and translate that into service for this community, you know, and that just kind of led to, the, you know, I have Rodney's experience too of being the only one in the space, but maybe I view it differently. That's my advantage. The second <laughs> I walk into the room, the excitement begins because the sister's here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I love it. Flip it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. I see that as the advantage, not a disadvantage, and mm-hmm. certainly not as a barrier. But that's the sort of thing that we're just going to have to support one another in. So we have the environment that has been made different than some other cities. Colorado Springs has considerably less of a history of segregation and some of these other things than other cities do. So we actually start at the place of less barriers. When we get that in our minds and we're convinced that we can move into anything and we can create anything, we will. And so podcasts and broadcasts and everything we can do to tell our people that they are able to do this and that we will support them in it is 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 the great beginning point but yeah we're 
we're not a 10 yet, but we can have it. It's yeah, yeah, we can. You know, as I think back, uh, I don't know if all of you know that we were on 57 different lists for, for business environments mm -hmm. and the top mm -hmm. two 25 times, uh, including the number one city in the nation for women entrepreneurs mm -hmm. uh, and That's a awesome. lot of other things that have been created and have seen here. We framing, how do we frame positively we we have to stop having group think in my mind we yeah, have yeah. to have to yeah, stop. Yeah. i mean we're individuals we're, we're a group yeah. but we're individuals yeah. right mm -hmm. so group think doesn't work so how do we help portray the message that your opinion your viewpoint on life is important as a black person uh, on the front range oh well you control the narrative and you get out and work with partners who are responsible for telling the stories like this. Mm -hmm. um, Family Flavors, the Slide World Broadcasting Network is a good place. Um, you know, work with the local media. Right. Um, build relationships with them, not just transactional ad-based relationships, but go out and find who's working back there. Who's the GM? Who's the production, you know, manager? You know, who's the who's the sales rep people? Who are the the engineers in the back putting the news broadcast together? Get to know all those people, and then help them help you shape the narrative. Yeah. You know, when I first moved yeah. here, I saw black images in the media as pretty negative. Mm -hmm. um, it bothered me, because every news story I saw was somebody black committing a crime. Mm -hmm. I didn't see no good stories. Yep. That's when I first moved here. That was my impression. I was looking at all the channels. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I decided to go inside and talk to them. It's like, hey, Rodney, where's, where's the black businesses downtown? I'm like, okay, I'll tell you who they are. And they go out and find them and put them in the paper. Mm -hmm. You know, or put them on television. Yeah. Um, you know, the Business Journal does the same thing. It's a great relationship I have over there with those folks. I and mean, it's like, hey, Rodney, who's the black up and coming? I'm like, dude, here's a list of like 40. <laughs> Go and for that. All yeah. of them are in the paper. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. And awesome. we all need to keep building and branching out and building relationships like that with people. And that's how you get it to fix. Right Control on. the narrative. Controlling narrative. Mm -hmm. We're going to come back. Uh, mm -hmm. Dr. Uh, Marvin, uh, Mark, I, I want I want to hear from you when we come back as maybe because mindset is such an insanely important space yes. in yes. building anything in life with humans involved, right? Mm -hmm. yep. right. Tell me your impression of mindset when, in, relative to the black community, black business, and how we need to flip if we do maybe mm -hmm. you got a different uh, outlook on that but how we can see mindset become aligned with success frank sinclair on the be encouraged show with frank sinclair we're taking a break right now we'll be right back with this brilliant panel of human beings mm -hmm. in studio today thank you are for you looking for us. a strong legal team to help you through a time of crisis unknown of who to contact when the law is overbearing are your friends or loved ones in fear and trial is drawing near? Defense is more than simply a word within the hollowed halls of the law offices of Barker and Tolini. Ladies and gentlemen, it is literally a cornerstone that these men work, breathe, and live by every day. For nearly a decade, this prestigious law firm has humbly and diligently labored in defense of the people. The law offices of Barker and Tolini are the premier criminal defense attorneys within the box state. Hands down. In your time of legal need, contact the super team of Bark and Tolini at 719-227-0230. Again, Another that's Life Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping those battling with mental illness and suicidal behaviors. Do you need to talk to someone? 
Our organization has recently received a grant to offer five free therapy sessions to eligible community members. If you live in the Fountain, Security, Widefield, Stratmore, Manitou Springs, and Monument areas, you may qualify for free therapy sessions. Even if you don't live in these areas, our network of counselors and therapists accept cash and most insurances. Don't suffer in silence. Schedule your appointment today. You can reach us at anotherlifefoundation.com or call us at 719-216-7238. Mental health is wealth. Welcome to Glow Growth and Development. My name is Titus. Welcome to Glow. Glow was created when I discovered my heart. Glow has two areas, speaking, teaching, and coaching. Purpose. We teach transformation and mindset, health and nutrition, relationships, all tied together with heart and working in flow. We help people get from where they are to where they want to be. Plus, I have 25 plus years of sales, marketing, and business development experience. We provide business consulting and sales improvement strategies. We implement funnels and landing pages, along with creating and editing videos and commercials. Back in studio this morning, we have just flipped to such a great, we, we're having such great conversation this morning. Uh, Dr. Marvin, I want, you know, you're, you're a brilliant guy, you know. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> all, the all the time I've ever seen you, you're a brilliant guy. <laughs> Thank Both, you, Frank. We, we have incredible humans in studio with us today. So, thinking about that mindset piece, right? Right. Well, 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 bring bring something to the table. Help us to understand where we are from a mindset standpoint and maybe where yeah. we can go. So the, the first thing I would say is sometimes we are afraid to leverage local talent in our community, mm. afraid to see each other as experts. Mm. Like when I look in this room, I see a room full of experts. Absolutely. And sometimes the perception of favoring your community, for example, um, makes us somewhat hesitant to engage in real business-to-business -business relationships. So I, we make a point to do businesses with competent black folk companies, like Farmer IT, for example. Um, Thanks, man. Shout to Rodney. Um, like, we, we, we certainly don't want to, you know, engage people who are not at the level, but when people are at the level, don't be afraid to reach out and use their services because that builds that connection. Right. The other thing in mindset for us, um, we are afraid to sometimes, our dream is too small. So mm -hmm. if you start a business and you just, your goal is barely to get by, um, you're too risk averse, then your business is not going to grow. Yeah. Um, so, so sometimes we got to be of the mindset that we take a bigger risk. And whether that's plugging into financial sources, I mean, that's, that, that's a big determinant of who, who wins and who loses. Um, but sometimes we ask for too little, and, and that's what we receive, and we, we, we compromise our businesses sometimes when we do that. But I think overall, seeing each other as experts and not being 
afraid to plug into that expertise that's right here in our community. It's the biggest right. thing for me. Man, that is so, so good. So good. Right? That was incredible as we think yeah. about yeah. that. <laughs> right? Right? I tell people all the time, I have uh, nearly 25 coaching clients, mm -hmm. and I tell them, why are you thinking so small? Yeah. Stop thinking so small. And that transcends race, gender, yes. and any other uh, perceived block. We think so small. Start thinking big. Mm -hmm. This place calls itself the World Broadcasting Network. And, and mm -hmm. the owner is standing up here right now. And I'm mm -hmm. telling let's be the World Broadcasting Network. Well, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Now, that, that's big vision thinking yeah. right yeah. there, right? Sure. Let's be the World Broadcasting Network. That means we've got to appeal to some uh, folk that maybe don't walk according to the way that traditionally black people walk. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gotta make room for that. Gotta make room for it. Mark, talk to us. So I love that idea about dreaming big. You know, one of my mentors said, write down your dream, step back, assess it, and then dream even bigger. Yes. Yep. Cause sometimes that first draft, we just lock into that and we think it's too mm -hmm. small. And I think with the mentality, I think Colorado Springs, African Americans at Colorado Springs have an amazing mentality. They're go getters. They're, they're trying their best to excel. Absolutely. But unfortunately, it's kind of based on your platform. Like, if you start in the middle class, then you aspire to be upper middle class and, you know, upper class. Mm -hmm. But if you start at the bottoms, you're like, yo, can I just get out of the bottoms? Or can I just, like, <laughs> survive the bottoms, right? And so, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so to yeah, me, right. I think yep. we yep. talked about networking each other together right. as active business owners. But I want to add a new element as far as mentality of, not seeing your resources as just your own, right? Like right. mentors tend to make their prodigies in their own image. Mm. But if we start using each other, they say, you know what? I see these young people, I don't wanna be a doctor or I don't wanna be right. a veterinarian, or I don't wanna be a, a, a broadcaster, yeah. but I know one and I connect right. people, that. right? Yeah, you right. know, make those relationships. And in addition, this whole segment, so we have our young people Start them early, find those gifts in them, nurture them, and get them plugged into entrepreneurs and right. say, hey, you know what? You're going to start doing interns at age 11, working in you know, the veterinarian's office, just kind of cleaning up, sweeping up, just being in that environment, or the right. lawyer's yes. office. And then in addition, we have this whole segment called the retired CEOs and business owners, where mm -hmm. they have all this knowledge between their ears but nobody asked them. There's no camera following them around, right? And so you have these people that have been serial entrepreneurs for 50, 60 years, and now they're in a retired state, but nobody asked them, how did you build your wealth? Yeah. How did you manage your company? How did you deal with lawsuits? How did you raise capital? How did you pick business partners? So I think if we can do that, it's just a rich resource, you know, yes. rich soil. Imagine getting an 11-year-old sitting with a 65-year-old and saying, hey, I wanna be a lawyer. I'm pre-high school. You have been a lawyer and now retired soldier business. What can happen to a community if we do that? Mm -hmm. right. That's incredible. It really is. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about this whole conversation that we're having this morning, mm -hmm. and I, 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 we want to put it on the table this morning, right? We want to be vulnerable. We want to be transparent. We want to mm -hmm. be totally open to our community as we're talking about black business this morning. Rachel, tell me in your mind some some roadblocks or challenges to our community embracing the opportunity for kicking butt in, uh, on the re in the region. Trauma. Mm. I know that that's a surprising answer and it's not the thing that we talk about in business, but we should because if we are 
damaged on the inside from things that happened, it shows up in every area of our lives. When we go through a trauma of some type, um, the body even freezes at that point. So if you were a teenager and you witnessed the violent act, you stopped, part of you stopped at being a teenager and didn't grow with the rest of you. And that kid will show up in your life and tear it up. Mm, so I yeah. think that this is some of the things that we so, have to yeah. get for real, for real, and that we have to tell people if we have had to survive or live through trauma. A lot of times people look at a successful person and they assume that they haven't been through anything. Right. Oh, you were born with a silver spoon. Yeah. Oh, your parents were college educated. Oh, this was easy for you. You haven't been through anything. And those stories have to stop. And that yes. means that right. those of us who are, are becoming successful or more successful or you know any of those places need to tell the people behind us i lived through things and this is what i did to heal so that all of that stuff didn't stop me and those are raw stories you would be surprised at what people have lived through um you know i have a a mentor in her 80s and when she began telling me the stories of what she lived through you know it was it was startling because she's one of the most decorated educators in the United States and you just look at her and go wow your life is blah 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 indeed it is but she's lived through things which shows the proof mm -hmm. that power is not about where you begin power internal power is about every choice you make going where you want to go right on that that's that's one that is so good bringing trauma to the table what i heard and extracted from what you just said is the incredible power of story right because my parents finished sixth and eighth grade respectively uh, so I had no privilege <laughs> whatsoever coming up or having an opportunity. None of that was given to us. We can carve out spaces from those traumatic places of watching my dad beat my mom right. and all of the things that I had to experience as a yes. young man, right? right? Rodney, tell us, my friend, the power of story. You're a good storyteller because I've heard you. Right on. Right? Yeah. You're a good storyteller. How do we extract story? How do we create safe space for story in the black community? Um, it starts with courage. So, you know, the vulnerability you were talking about, letting it all on the table. Um, you, you have to be courageous enough to let those stories out and, and let people know the experiences that you've been through. What's interesting about this region, this is my fifth community as a military you know, spouse or whatever. So I've seen black communities in different places in the country and they're not all the same. This one's unique with our demographics and when you have black people telling their stories uh, in a community like this that's like mostly white, um, there are people that get uncomfortable hearing your story and they want to tell you that, you know, this, this, this can't be or, you know, it's, it's very shocking to them and I think the way that you communicate your story is the most important. That's, that's what's been my success for telling the stories is that, um, you know, James Baldwin has a quote that I just absolutely love. I took it to my Civico, uh, Colorado Governor's Fellowship, <laughs> for the first week. We had to bring quotes, and it says, uh, if you are, probably paraphrasing, if you're black in America and you're relatively conscious to be in a rage, like a constant rage all the mm -hmm. time. And that, that always speaks to me, because I'm, I'm angry about a lot of things I see. I'm angry about Brooklyn. You know, I'm angry about, you know, the, the massacre happened in New York. You know, like I'm, I'm angry about 
the, yeah. the summer of 2020. I'm angry that, you know, there's, you know, they, they, they caught a violent criminal here and took him alive, you know, recently. I mean, it's great, but, you know, I saw a young black man get shot a bunch of times here. Um, you know, you have to be able to subdue your passions. That's a Freemason thing. Um, and tell your story without letting the anger get to you and channel that anger into something positive. Uh, to make a, a change for other people because there's lives at stake. Like, I don't, like, the stakes are so high right now. Um, you know, we definitely have to be on message with these stories and make sure that the communication of the stories gets through with, you know, like, th there's a way to communicate without offending somebody. Mm. And there's going to be a level of offense, and that's okay. I was going to say. I did it through Rotary. It was pretty interesting uh, that whole year because that was a cultural awakening for that group. Um, as the first African-American president in like 104 years. Mm -hmm. So I definitely had a mission to make sure that these folks knew, mm -hmm. my fellow Rotarians knew, more about black people than just me and mm -hmm. our experience than just what they may have seen on TV or read in the yeah. paper. Uh, and I think it was very successful. Some people opted out, and that's okay. People are going to opt out from the conversation. That's okay. Mm -hmm. There's more people that want to listen than don't want to listen. So focus yeah, on true. those people. Yeah, and we'll, we'll have a positive impact. <coughs> on so good. Right on. We're going to come back and continue the story. I told you we're going to be raw and real today, <laughs> right? And just kind of throw it on the table and, and talk about some things that we really don't talk about. Uh, uh, Dr. Marvin, when I come back, I want to address, because I'm listening to four black people other than me around the table. A lot of people, unless I told them that, wouldn't know that I'm talking to four black people around a table. Four very articulate black people <laughs> around a table talking about things today. And right, and we get pushback from that. If you don't speak a certain way, if you yep. don't behave a certain way, I want you to address that when we come back Indeed. on Family Flavors. The slide. Yeah. The Be Encouraged show with Frank Sinclair. It's tough and it seems like the odds are constantly stacked against you. Wouldn't it be a blessing to know that you had an ace in the hole? Ladies and gentlemen, consider yourselves anointed because you can always bet on ace pawn and loans to have your back when difficult times attack. Are you down in your luck? Well, come on down and get the best bang for your buck. Ace Pawn and Loans is a family owned and operated chain that has been servicing the people of Colorado Springs for over 40 years. Having been nominated and voted the best in Colorado Springs for four years running, Ace Pond and Loan gives the ultimate attention to service and detail. Their staff at all three locations are impeccable and highly professional. Ace Pond and Loan specializes in pawn loans, title loans, buying, selling, trading, check cashing, and money transfers. They even offer worldwide shipping. Ace Pond and Loans is truly the best in the business. So make sure you contact the sincere patriots of pawnbroking and loans today. Trade today, get paid today. Catch the deals at three locations locally. 2339 Platte Place, 3060 South Academy Boulevard, 3638 North Academy Boulevard. Or find them on Facebook at Ace Pawn and Loans and tell them the slide sent you. Do you feel for me the way I feel for you? 
you. Chaka Khan, let me tell you what I wanna do. I wanna love you, wanna hug you, wanna squeeze you too. But let me take it in my arm, let me feel you with my charm, Chaka. Cause you know that I'm the one to keep you warm, Chaka. I make it more than just a physical dream. I wanna rock you, Chaka, baby, cause you make me wanna
know what? There is no stopping us now. I believe that with all of my heart that that's the reason that's my theme song is because we want to go into a place and say, you know what? There ain't no stopping us. Right. There ain't no stopping us because Mm -hmm. we were destined to make a difference. Dr. Baldwin. I mean, Dr. I'll take that. <laughs> Baldwin. James Baldwin. Talking about James right. Baldwin. Yeah, we, we were talking about Baldwin. Also. Yes. Uh, I'll, I James love Dr. Baldwin, Baldwin but yeah. I wanted him to get healed. But that's yes. a conversation yeah, yeah, for yeah. a different day. Uh, Dr. Lee, we're talking. I'm listening to you, my friend. You sound like a doctor, right? Yeah, you mm-hmm. do. How do we overcome uh, the stigma, the, the difficulty in communicating when we don't sound like we're black? <laughs> yes, that is that is an excellent question, Frank. And I have a, a story to illustrate my point, and we'll get to it. So fourth grade, I was identified by my a teacher, a mentor, Mary Lewis, um, strong black influential woman who's, I, there's several in my life that have propped me up, but she's one of them. But she had me count to four. Um, I grew up in a small town in Alabama, had a thick southern accent, sometimes comes out. Um, so I started counting, one, two, three, four, five, and she stopped me. And she said, Marvin, you're way too intelligent to speak like that. If you're in certain rooms, your brain power is not going to be evident because of the way you speak. So I worked on some things. You know, I worked on changing, say in four, for example. Um, but that, that was a nudge that I needed in the right direction. But what it does is it creates the opportunity to be in spaces where people are making decisions and driving policy, et cetera. So it gets us in the room if you speak the language, so to speak. But the other thing that that it illustrates is how rich our culture is. Like we code switch all the time. Like right. if I'm if I'm back at home, oh, yeah. you know, I speak a different way. If I'm if, if I'm down in Montgomery, Alabama, where I have a lot of family, you know, I speak and I vibe and I and I flow in a different way. And when I've been in HBCU, you know, I went to an HBCU for, for my medical school. Um, I went to an Ivy League school for my undergrad. I went to an international business school. But I can navigate those situations because I can switch it up. That's something that black folks have been brilliant at for, for decades, for centuries. Um, but it speaks to the richness of our experience. It speaks to the fact that we, we, we have this this double life, this dual consciousness, you know, seeing yourself through the eyes of others and fitting into those spaces when we need to, but also just being able to relax and vibe with my people. Like, for me, it's, it's, it's one of the, the most brilliant, one of the, the things I enjoy most about being who I am in my skin, like my ability to connect to folks on different levels. Indeed, and that that's really that really is so helpful. I appreciate you saying that because not a lot of people have that. Uh, opportunity to have that and that can fit in different mm-hmm. contexts, mm-hmm. right? There's only one way. Uh, Mr. Falson, you know, it's so good meeting you this morning. Same You're here. an incredible human. Yeah. He yeah. really is. If you had met this guy, you better. That's all I got to say. If you're in the community, you better meet this guy. Uh, tell us about You went to the Air Force Academy, yes, first of all, and uh, doing suffer. some other things. Yeah, he looks like he's 19, but he's <laughs> getting ready. Don't <laughs> Black don't crack. Black don't crack. <laughs> getting ready to, to retire from the military and do, doing some other great things. How have you navigated space being who you are? That's a really good question. I think... You know, I have the pillars, right? So 
faith, family, and friends, right? Yes. Um, you know, you know, I'm a Jesus follower. It doesn't mean that everybody has to be, but you know, Me that too. is, yeah, that's really <laughs> changed my perspective. You know, yeah. uh, my anchor verses, Matthew 6:33. When I was 24 years old, right after the Air Force Academy, I was really struggling with identity. I was trying to be the party boy. I was trying to be an engineer and a track star. I didn't have those giftings. And it wasn't until I said, you know what? In Matthew 6.33, God is paraphrasing God saying, hey, I know you need all these things, right? Yeah. As a business person, as yeah. a young uh, mother, or as a young person or an older person, everybody has different needs. But God knows those needs, whether it be, you know, for me, I was putting girls as my God, or money was my God, Ooh. or friends were my God. And yes. so I had to kind of get that in order. So God kind of put me... I was actually going to go to pilot training. I had a pilot slot from the Air Force Academy, and, you know, I was really praying about should I go or not. You know, I was walking in Daddy's footsteps a little bit, you know, being an engineer and getting into aviation. And he led a great, set a great example for me, but I realized flying wasn't for me. And so realizing, God, let me trust you, right? And let, yeah. if I trust yeah. you, then you'll give me guidance on the right woman to marry, the right career field to work with good quality friends like my friends that were really for me didn't abandon me when i said hey i'm gonna live a different way yeah and i think you know having family members that love you and encourage you that aren't afraid to to say hey i think you have a little bit of blind spot here right yeah. you know mm -hmm. that kind of keeps me grounded and then friends you know some friends are closer than family at times and that's okay that's by design mm -hmm. so even in colorado springs there's community right there's opportunity for real genuine relationships right where you can meet people that whether you're single married a widow find people that can just pour into you and say i believe in your business i'm going to support mm -hmm. your business or hey you're working a little bit too much enjoy some counseling enjoy some some date nights because you know i see mental health i think it's a good point you brought up it's, big. it's kind of like having a ferrari if you do routine maintenance, it's inexpensive and not too painful. But if you wait till smoke comes out of the engine, that's when it's really expensive and the car is down for months. And so being an entrepreneur, stepping off that ledge from the getting, being on payroll is definitely can be stressful. But it's a beautiful thing it is. if you have that balance of saying, hey, I'm going to get some Christian counseling. I'm going to have some mentors that pour into me. I have some family that helps me out. Absolutely. Yeah, from an ex-pastor's point of view, that oh, was absolutely awesome. <laughs> moving and amazing to me. I, I, we talk about those things, Rachel, uh, and, and humans. Gosh, I had a thought, and that over-60 moment hit me. <laughs> it just flew away. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I'm a grandma, too. You're yeah, a grandma, too. <laughs> yeah, uh, but just following... Following that thought, Rachel, mm -hmm. as we are just trying to mentor uh, in our community here, and, you know, my heart is so, I see young black people. I'm going to tell you, it really hurts me at times that black men rarely look at each other in the eyes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Anyone mm -hmm. else seen that? Yeah, and seen other that. than me, I mean, look at each other in the eyes, or there's some assumption made about someone in space. I'm kind of a high-profile individual. Agreed. There's a lot of assumptions that are made about mm -hmm. me without knowing my story, or without knowing my background, or any of those things. How do we get past those assumptions that are made about one another? The, the petty jealousies mm. that seem to arise in our community. Let's be real, mm. right? right? I mean, the green-eyed monster of envy that That's just seems to create 
just so many roadblocks between us and our community. I think that we have to engage in a mindset that we do this. If you're that person that has aspirations, assume that the successful person wants to help you. And it will show up in your life like that. Uh, I met a young man recently, um, and um, I can't tell you all the details, but oh my, what is happening? I'm so sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Our engineer got involved. <laughs> he, he was in a, a bad spot, transitioned in between homes, going to a local college, actually doing well in the restauranting industry. So I brought him a card. And, and gave it to him and kind of smiled. And he said, what is this for? Should I go ask this person for a job? I said, maybe. I have set up an appointment for you to meet with this person. He's like, he has three restaurants. I said, right, which you should talk to him. Why? He said, because he knows what I don't. I said, right. And he's like, oh, you know, I, I can't see myself talking to somebody like this. Stop right there. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's the mindset that needs to change. I was like, this man would love to tell you all about what he did to go from one restaurant to three. Yeah. He'd love to tell yes. you all about it because people who have wisdom are, are wanting to pour it into others. Uh, I do uh, a black networking a business event and we were at Club Tilt and Albert, the <laughs> owner Tilton, who has <laughs> 10 businesses, shocked me. He takes the mic and he starts talking to this audience. I have 10 businesses and I can tell you how this works and so on and so forth. I was like, yes, yes. That is the sort of thing, you know, that, that we need to have. And it used to be before integration, we moved in more of that. I know this is controversial. We moved in more of that space. because the black man who made $200,000 had to live in the same neighborhood as the man who made 20000 20, yep. a year yep. because there was no choice about where yeah. to live. And there would be a learning that could take place because we would go and we would ask those questions. Now we're looking at people, they live in the white neighborhood. Mm. Get over that. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. If you go and you ask that person, what they did, interview them, you know? How did you come to your success? People adore talking about themselves. Right. Sweetie, they'll probably tell you all sorts of things, and More then they want. might like you, mm -hmm. and then, you know, you might end up with a job, or you mm -hmm. might end up with a connection, or you might end up with the funding. Don't be intimidated. Go and ask. I'm telling you this as a living witness. I started doing stuff like that as a kid mm -hmm. and found my path moving more and more upwards because I became less and less intimidated. Also, the more you do that, the more you stand in front of the person that you were intimidated with, the less intimidated you become. Finally, you might think of yourself as an equal despite the fact that maybe you don't have the income yet. Mm -hmm. There you go. So good. You'll there carry you go. yourself with confidence. Yeah. You'll be willing to go into the space. So it, it begins there. Likewise, people who are at those places need to create opportunities for themselves to impart into others. Yeah, yep, indeed, it. indeed. You know what, we're, we're, can we just roll through this segment, Engineer? Okay, thank you. Uh, uh, one thing that I, I found, and scientifically this is true, people that are smart typically have people that are smart. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It really does, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, typically, you no one would think that my parents six in eighth grade, but mm-hmm. because environment didn't allow for some things to, yeah. to to be uplifted and to transpire. So we never knew what they would be mm-hmm. from an intellectual point of view yes. and et cetera. So I, my thoughts, Rodney, as I'm going to you, is that we need to build a higher level of emotional intelligence in our community. Oh, mm-hmm. I want to hug you Instead so much of right thinking about so much from the intellectual, we enthroned intellect right. in our culture, right? Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with being smart. I'm Nothing down with that, with right? Me. I'm not the dumbest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. Well, in this room I am. No. But in my, most rooms no. I'm not. Hot <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm glad you're not intimidated because that's the key. Never scared. Don't be afraid. Never. Don't be afraid. So when we think in terms of how do we help to uplift our emotional quotient in the black community where people can engage emotionally and not be afraid? You know, I think um, it, it starts with us knowing what, what the threat is and why we are, why you even had to ask that question, you know, um, there's a, there's a really short publication called The Making of a Slave, and I, I tell people that they should read that. Is that the Willie Lynch thing? Yes, uh, yes. yes. And, you know, it took Ooh, me a long that's time. that's some intense stuff. It took me a long time. It's only like 30-something pages, but it's, it's, uh, it took me like two years to read it. And one of the things that it points out to me, several things, um, when you don't know what you're fighting against, you can't fight it. And everything, like this book was written a long time ago, and I look at us in 2022, and we're still suffering from a lot of the same things that this man said would, would mess us up for generations to come mm-hmm. if the people in power at the time like just followed those rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us to know, as black people, like the, the, the psychological warfare component, like the systems that are set up to try to destroy us, if you are aware of these things, you can fight against them. Mm-hmm. Part of that is us fighting amongst ourselves. That was by design. Right. Part of that is like you know being fearful of each other. By design, you know, not looking each other in the face. By design, like, do we we have to consciously, consciously break those chains? And those chains are all mental. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's putting water hoses on us anymore, right. or seeking dogs. Like, not really. Um, but there are other things that have come in its place that have evolved to try to trap us in an environment where we we can't function. Like those those limits, a lot of them are mental. Just know that you can fight them. And that there are other people out here that are championing you, championing you to do better yes. and to fight those things. And if we create that culture of empowerment, I want people to mm-hmm. feel empowered. Like, do you are powerful beyond measure. Don't be afraid of that power. It's okay it. to be powerful. God made you powerful. Yes. Right. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, just so live it. Like, we've gotten this far because we're powerful. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, just think of after, after we're about to celebrate Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. You know, and Dr. King says the it was National like it holiday. was freedom. The state yeah. holiday. And, and Dr. King describes, you know, the, the, the liberation of slaves as, um, you know, freedom to the winds and rains of heaven. Like, dude, it wasn't easy. We weren't given nothing mm-hmm. after right. being emancipated, you know, but not shortly after you have Tulsa's, you know, yep. not shortly after you. We, we were figuring out, we're reading, we're yep. breeding, we're letting people know and becoming successful. And there were things that were there to destroy us at right. those times. Like, dude, those things haven't gone away. They still exist, but do we can fight? I know for a fact, and this is for great emotional, it definitely helped me. 
um, you know, you can say what you want about Barack Obama. You can like him, not like him, don't matter. But for eight I years, we had a, a somebody look like me as a president. I said, I could look at Fox News, I could look at MSNBC, mm-hmm. I could look at CNN and see this brother mm-hmm. doing his thing. So I know right now there is there is not enough racism or any of that systematic stuff in place that can keep anybody in the sound of my voice from getting where you are right now to being president of the United States. Right. It's doable. Right. You can do it. So focus on that. Don't focus on those issues so much. Focus on what you can do to break those barriers, yes. to, to break down those glass ceilings. I, got, I wear shoes because I'm walking on glass all day because <laughs> I'm shattering ceilings or knocking indoors. Terrible. And do it for other people. It's not always about you. Most so put other time. people, yeah, put other people in front. If you are doing well, do what you can to radiate that light onto others yes. yeah. and let them feel empowered. If you're winning a whole bunch of awards, maybe don't put yourself in for nothing. Don't accept no awards. Like put spend your time putting in. other people in for stuff. Yeah. And that that yeah. one that one spotlight moment for them could change their whole life. It'll make them feel like they can do anything, and then they'll pay that forward. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Gave him the mic. He went off. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just. So you're through. <laughs> All right. Just, Look, you have to like wrap up the show after that. Like, okay, we done. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, Dr. Marvin, uh, leave us today as we're closing up our session on black business on the front range with something positive for the people, something hopeful and uplifting. That's a that's a tall task, especially after coming after Rodney. But you know, exactly. I exactly no one wants to speak. I would after say Rodney. this: um, the mental part of it is the most essential. So. Yasin Bey said that they, they put you on the yacht but won't call it the slave ship. We have to get ourselves off. We got all the capacity, all the power to do that within our community and within ourselves. Right here. So embracing that is the first thing, the first and most positive step that we can make. And I'll tell you, all these folks in the room right now are doing it. They're doing the work. I'm watching them. My, my wife's doing the work. My superhero, Dr. Kenya Lee, shout you out. I love you. Yes. Um, but it's happening. Um, we're getting there. Changing the mental part of it is super important. Um, you know, the other thing that, f- that comes to mind for me, and is all like from Yasin Bey hip-hop lyrics, but um, sometimes we are violently competitive. We're taught to be that way. In term- we, we are, in some c- circumstances, traumatizing each other, right? Mm-hmm. Getting out of that 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 mindset but also that cycle where black men traumatize black women black women traumatize mm-hmm. black men and anymore. you know the, the whole blame game but I'll, I'll say that our community is coming out of that mindset I see it yeah. I've been here since 2002 I've only mm-hmm. been gone for two years of that and I see such positivity such potential individually but also such potential for connectedness that I'm encouraged and I'm, we're staying. You know, we've, we've contemplated leaving this community mm-hmm. a couple of times, and we left Aww. once to go to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a gig in the Marshall Islands where I was chief medical officer. We came back. But this community now has so much power, so much potential, and so much promise that, that it's home for good. Right. Uh, we're glad that you're here, you and your beautiful wife. So thank you for Superstar. You doing that. Indeed, <laughs> she is. And, and Mark, uh, take us out with something really positive and uplifting for the people. Just know that your tribe is here in Colorado Springs. You have support. Your story has just begun. And today, 
do something different to move towards your goal. If you're doing something amazing, continue to pursue those good habits because it's just one step at a time, one day at a time. Mm. And a couple successful days turn to a successful month and year. So you have people in this race for wealth, power, and prestige. The Lord is on your side. Let's go kick some butt and make a difference in our world today. Indeed. Indeed. So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the roundtable for the black business in Colorado Springs today on the Be Encouraged show with Frank Sinclair. Thank you for being a part of the group. I didn't even give you a number because we didn't want you to call in because these guys had too much to say. So <laughs> and that probably would not have worked very well. So anyway, we need a follow up in. event. <laughs> we do. Motivation Monday. I typically follow uh, Ms. Rachel Stovall uh, on the show today. On with Ron comes on even earlier on the show. So we're at Family Flavors, a slide world broadcasting network with your guy Frank Sinclair. We love you in this community and we want your life to matter the way that you were designed for it to be for it to matter. Reach out to any of these incredible humans, reach out to me. We will lift you up because as always, as we leave our show, we leave you with these words. You always be encouraged. Yes.
Keep us down. See, I tell that fire. 